incoming Thompson Rivers University faculty member Dr. Jill Harvey has been granted a Canadian Research Chair in Fire Ecology. She will investigate how wildfires and drought impact forests in the BC interior. The Government of Canada CRC Chairs Program invests up to $295 million per year to attract and retain some of the world's most accomplished and promising minds. And Harvey also receiving nearly $75,000 in funding from the Canadian Foundation for Innovation that will support the development of the Fire and Forest Ecology Centre. And Dr. Jill Harvey joins me on the line now. Jill, how are you doing here today? I'm great. Thanks very much for having me. Well, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. So maybe I'll just start with the move coming up here to Kamloops. So you're going to be coming to the BC interior here uh, in the not-too-distant future. Was there anything particular about the Kamloops area? Is it Thompson Rivers University itself that's kind of attracting you into the BC interior right now? Well, my research um, is very well-placed in the central interior of British Columbia. I study historic fires and also looking at the ecological effects of more recent fires. And this is really well applied to the interior parts of uh, British Columbia. We all know that, you know, fire is an integral part of the um, ecology of the landscape in interior BC. And not just from the ecological perspectives, but also when we consider fire risk and um, uh, what we can expect in the future in terms of uh, drought and fire occurrence. So the interior part of BC, it's, it's the Kamloops is in a great spot. Um, a lot of my field sites will be up into the Fraser Canyon um, or around the Fraser River and the Nicola Valley, too. Um, so it's uh, geographically very well situated. Thompson Rivers University is a great spot. Uh, we're starting to, with my position, um, building more capacity at the university in terms of fire research. Uh, so it's an exciting place to be, and um, I think it's going to be a great fit for my research program. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, before we get to what's actually going to be happening for yourself when you get to TRU, uh, just how important do you think the work of, of forest fire ecology is right now? I mean, we've seen here in the Kamloops area, uh, 2017, 2018, really terrible wildfire years. Yeah, last couple years, not so bad, but we're anticipating right now that we could see a real bad forest fire year here again in 2021 we're going through this heat wave right now we had a very dry spring i mean all the 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 ingredients seem to be there for a pretty terrible year hopefully it doesn't happen but it's definitely in the cards and we're seeing this just be a little bit more frequent you know as we see the years progress just how critical is it to sort of study this research figure out the forest fire ecology and the behaviors that come with the fire and and how we recover how a forest kind of moves on after a fire does occur this just seems to be work that has even more and more importance as the years go by yeah absolutely and i imagine people that are living around living in Kamloops and around Kamloops, you're very connected to your landscapes um, how these landscapes look and uh, when we consider a future with potentially more fire um, and more drought, this is really where my research comes in. Because I think that as we start to see more fires, we start to see more drought, um, forests and grasslands and the interface between forests and grasslands, so that boundary between the two is gonna change. And so my research is really focused on trying to understand how those landscapes are gonna under going to change and you know you hope that the research that you do will provide some insights maybe some puzzle pieces to help mitigate um, our forest responses to climate change so that our forests can be more resilient so really I see my research as a bridge to understanding the patterns of, of uh, forest fire activity in the past connecting to that to what we're seeing on the landscape right now in terms of fire and drought but also being very aware of what we can anticipate in the future, a future with more fire and a future with more drought, so that hopefully we can inform forest and fire management to build resilient forests. 
All right. With that then all said, I wanted to kind of get into what you know, the work you're going to be doing actually looks like. So, you know, you got this uh, research grant here from uh, Canada's Foundation for Innovation and, of course, being uh, there with the uh, Government of Canada CRC Chairs Program. What What is all of this, you know, funding and recognition going to allow you to do and sort of how do you get started? Once you are in Kamloops, into the central interior, what is kind of the first thing that's on your, your chopping block here to sort of get the ball rolling? Well, the foundation, the Canadian Foundation for Innovation grant um, really is supporting the development of a research laboratory. So at Thompson Rivers University, I'll be building or putting together the first uh, tree ring based uh, research laboratory. So I study tree rings. That's my main method of inquiry. Of course, I use a lot of other different forest uh, data sets and tree data sets as well as climate data sets. But I really rely on tree rings to kind of give a historical perspective to fire and drought. So that money will be used to develop that research laboratory. Alongside with the Canada Research Chair position, you're provided with an annual research uh, funding stipend as well. And so that money will be used to help support graduate students to get involved in my research program. Um, and taking those graduate students out into the field to conduct field research. And so we have a variety of different projects that I'm planning to do that will be primarily based in the uh, Fraser, Thompson, Nicola River Valley where master's students, postdocs will be going out into the landscape, collecting data um, to support some of these research questions that have to do with understanding historic wildfires and also to understand how forests are uh, responding or um, recovering following more recent wildfires. And so uh, supporting the research program is uh, is a really important part, but it's uh, a big part of my graduate and undergraduate students out into the field uh, collecting data and getting involved in the scientific method. What are, what are some of those, can you, can you go through some of those specific questions? You mentioned just research questions, and I know it's probably pretty detailed, but maybe just on a broad sense, sort of what are the specifics you're looking to, to figure out here? Yeah, so one of the research questions that we have is really trying to understand or characterize the past role of wildfire in maintaining grasslands and what we can call lower montane forests. And so for those of you that are familiar with Kamloops land, I think these big expansive uh, grasslands and then as you go higher up in elevation they transition up into forests and one of the research questions I'm really interested in is has that boundary between grassland and forests always been the same has it been characterized by the same types of forests and has that boundary been at the same elevation and what drives in that boundary so getting out there into the field um, collecting data sets to do with to collecting figuring out how old trees are different species that are present um, the structure of the forest, bringing all that data back into the lab, and then being the story about um, how these landscapes have changed over time. So that would be one um, one potential project. Another project might be um, there were some fires that burned up in the Chilcotin in 2010 in an area near Bull Canyon, and I'd like to take a, a couple students in there to look at how those forests are responding. Um, or how uh, those landscapes are recovering following those fires. And so going in measuring, uh, we, I mean, to get into the nitty gritty, we'd be measuring the density of the different seedlings that are recolonizing, looking at the different species that are there. And so that would be one component of the, of the, of the project. But then also in adjacent forests, forests that potentially are trees that survived that fire, I'm also really interested to see how they're growing now after the fire. So taking a look at tree growth as well, and also how those trees that were potentially affected and survived the fire, but then were affected by a subsequent drought, how are they growing? How does fire and drought combine to affect trees? 
Um, one more question I have for you here, um, just because you mentioned that using tree rings is sort of one of the, the main things that you focus on and how you sort of learn. Just how much can you learn from, from studying tree rings? I mean, you're talking about, I guess, like, uh, you know, a piece of wood that would be chopped near the base of a tree. And I'm imagining you can learn a whole lot about the life of a tree and what it's gone through and, uh, you know, what... Uh, what it's had to deal with through its life living in a forest. I mean, just, uh, you know, how, how, how detailed of a picture can you paint when just looking at, at tree rings specifically? It's something that um, just about everybody's familiar with studying tree rings. And at some point, just about everybody's wandered down a forest trail or they've seen a cut stump and counted the tree rings to figure out just how old the tree it re- it's just how old the tree is. But there's much, much more to tree rings than just figuring out how old the tree is. We can actually use the tree rings. We can measure the width of the tree rings. We can look at the cells in the individual tree rings. And that can give us a tremendous amount of information about the different climate conditions that existed during the year that that tree ring was formed. We can use information from that tree ring to get um, uh, some insights about how insects have potentially affected that tree. And one of the parts of tree ring science is that we're actually able to assign very accurately a year to each individual tree ring. And you can imagine that if you have a tree that's 500 years old and it's been affected by fire over 500 years, we can actually identify fire scars in that tree ring record and actually date the individual fire events over over 500 years. So we can get fire records, potentially insect records, and as well as climate information all from these tree rings. It seems pretty cool. Uh, Dr. Harvey, I think that's all I have for for the time being. I look forward to uh, catching up with you hopefully a little bit later on once you're actually, you know, at TRU and start doing this work and we can kind of get a a little bit of a a temperature check on how things are going. But um, excited to have you come to the community. This seems like pretty cool work. And as we mentioned off the top, uh, very important for the uh, the, kind of conditions we're living in right now. So thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to welcome you to Kamloops in the not too distant future. Great. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff. That's Dr. Jill Harvey, who will be coming to Kamloops this fall and working at Thompson Rivers University to investigate how wildfires and drought impact forests in B.C.'s interior. The Government of Canada CRC Chairs Program invests up to $295 million per year to attract and retain some of the world's most accomplished and promising minds. And Dr. Jill Harvey has been selected to be a part of that program and will be receiving some funding to do this work. And she also is receiving nearly 75000 in funding from the Canada Foundation for Innovation, which will support the development of the Fire and Forest Ecology Centre, or laboratory, as she called it. It's going to be pretty interesting stuff. And, yeah, I do think it is pretty timely. I just found it fascinating that the tree rings can tell you so, so much about the life of a tree. It's not just the age. You know, we all have probably uh, been a part of some hiking group where we walked outside and someone picked up uh, a log that was sitting there and they said, look, you can tell how old the tree is by counting the number of rings. That's how old a tree is. You just have to do that and you can figure it out. Well, there's so much more to it. I never really thought you could learn about what types of bugs have interacted with the tree by looking at those rings. What Types of fire activity has been around in that forest by looking at the tree rings. Pretty interesting stuff, that is for sure. My thanks to Dr. Jill Harvey for coming on the program, and we'll be coming to uh, Kamloops post-heat wave from Alberta to uh, start her work at Thompson River Rivers University.